Evolutionary.org presents the Underground Radio Podcast with your host, Hardcore Steve, the Monster, and Mobster, the UK Beast. Prepare for the show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hit it! Evolutionary Underground, episode 15. Steve here in the Mobster joining me. How's it going, man? Oh, good, fella. Let's rock and roll on this one. All right, so in this episode, episode 15 of Evo Underground, we're going to be talking about Trembolone and Masteron from Geneza Pharmaceuticals. So, Mobster, why don't you tell us a little bit about Geneza Pharmaceuticals? Tell us about their reviews that are out there, and tell us why Geneza is such a good brand and so trusted worldwide. So here's the thing, Steve. As you know, we do a little bit of research for these shows, and then obviously we've got some familiarity via you know the time that you and I, especially you and I, spend on the forums answering questions and so on and so forth. So we've got the we call the evolutionary family, and uh, I'm talking about just the family of forums as well as the, the members that are involved on a day to day basis. Steve, and what I see, you can see products from time to time that fly in and fly out. Sometimes they're popular, sometimes they're not. Geneza, I. I I just see positive feedback all the time. And it's almost, almost, I mean, I wouldn't know without testing myself. It's almost to me as though the products might even be slightly overdosed, or it's certainly overdosed in comparison to products that you could hold them up against. You, you will see someone saying, oh, you know, I was on trend recently and I got some of the side effects. But then when I was on Janessa, it was amazing and the, 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 the results are great. I'm up 10 pounds, all this kind of stuff. And this is not just like one, two, three random stuff. This is all the fucking time, Steve. It's just like, what the hell? So, you know, guys, don't take it from me. I, I've not used Genefsa products. I've never even used Trend or Mastor, which is what we're talking about today. But you have multiple friends. Guys, over for this thing. Don't take it from me. Do your research. Go online and see what I'm talking about because that's what I had to do to do the podcast. And I'm telling you, I have yet to see a single one that was on a down for Janessa. So you tell me, Steve. I, I think it's just like guys go crazy for it. They find that they like it. It's on point and, and they stay with it. Back to you. Yeah, and I've used Janessa a million times. I've used Trent a million times. used Master on a million times. And you know, let me tell you something, this is one of the best stacks you could possibly use is Trend with Masteron. So let's kind of talk a little bit about Trend first and explain, you know, what Trend does in the body differently than other steroids. So we all know all anabolic steroids, they all help you reach your fitness goals much, much quicker, much easier. So they increase protein synthesis. That's a very important thing that they do. They also help you. They help increase your strength. They increase your muscle mass. And they can also help help you cut fat. So that's why you see guys who are pro bodybuilders. They obviously are using lots of anabolic steroids. And they're especially going to be using Trembolone. Now, Trembolone is a different beast than many yes. other steroids out there. The thing with Trembolone, it's so damn androgenic. So damn anabolic. On paper, it's five times more anabolic and five times more androgenic than straight testosterone. So at the end of the day, on paper, does it translate to real life? In Trent's case, it does. So if you were on, say, 500 milligrams a week of testosterone compared to 500 milligrams a week of Trembolone, 
I guarantee you, you're going to gain more muscle mass and you're going to gain a hell of a lot more strength on the trend. So trend is really, I call it the nectar of the gods. And trend's been, yeah. since trend came along in bodybuilding, it's been a weapon that has been not just used in bodybuilding, but also mandatory to be used in bodybuilding. Because if you go compete in bodybuilding, or if you go to your even a franchise gym, and you're one of the top dogs in your gym, the guys who are also there who are the top dogs, they're running trend. The guys on yeah. stage who you're competing against, they're running trend. So for you yeah. to even compete against them and keep up with them, you're going to have to run trend too. So trembolone is really a necessary steroid if you want to really break plateaus and get to places that you can never get on your own. And I personally, you know, being able to bench and squat and deadlift the amount of weight I was doing back in my mid-30s, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that without Trend. And Trend was really um, allowing me to do that. And that's why a lot of guys love using trend. A lot of guys use like, like using the GP trend. So Mobster, chime in a little bit on that, yeah. This is what I was just going to say, Steve. I mean, guys, again, when I talk about doing your own research, don't take it from me. Go have a look. And it's not even just on the evolutionary state. I would say pretty much on every bodybuilding PD form you can think of. It's if if you can handle the sides, and then we'll we'll get into that. And there are some that can't handle the sides. If you can handle the sides and you've never used trend before and you use trend, it's just like taking things up another level. Uh, honestly, I, I would say, you know, let, let's say that you're using this steroid and this steroid for use good, uh, say, perhaps you might mark it, might make it eight out of 10. GP trend is like nine and a half out of 10, 10 out of 10 for so many guys. And like Steve says, if you can ask the biggest, strongest guys in the gym that you think you're using, or on a forum, nine times out of ten, you'll find that those guys have used Trend. You'll say, oh, that's an amazing physique. You've got their fella. What cycles have you done? And Trend will be on that list. It's just how it is. I, I've not I've not to use it. I can only wonder, even with the strength training, which is my aim, what I'd have been like if I'd have used Trend back in the day. I don't think I'd have been some kind of fucking monster, Steve, above and beyond the size and strength that I've got. Or even had back then. I I I I can only, I can if there's any issues, Steve, I probably worry 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 about being some kind of ass freak in terms of you know being like a trend monster. And what I mean by that, guys, is when you suddenly gain so much muscle, when you suddenly get that strength, it can play with your ego in terms of how you start responding. Other people aren't training hard enough; they don't like like I do, and all that kind of stuff. Trend's that kind of monster, and GP trend is is that kind of monster, especially Steve. It's just, just I, I honestly, guys, if you can handle it, we will get into the dosages. GP trend is definitely one that you should have on your list at some point in your career. Now, I will say, Steve, especially when it comes to trend, don't do it in your first cycle. I, I'm I'm very keen on this idea that you try lower effects, lower. Uh, just, just because how you can be on androgens and how some people respond. I, I don't want to throw the absolute best thing possible for you at a, perhaps a crazy dose in your first cycle. So a, a trend for me would be a third or a fourth cycle if I was advising 
clients on, on what to take and where they want to go, especially for competition, as you've already said, Steve. I don't think there's a single pro bodybuilder out there that if they're not on trend for their competitions right now, they've been on trend in the past. And a few of them, for sure, would have used GP trend, 100%, Steve. Back to you. One of the things that trend does so well, which is why it's such a good anabolic steroid, yeah. and the king of all anabolic steroids is as a nutri nutrient partitioner. It's a potent yes. nutrient partitioner. This is why when you're on it, you'll notice you get some low blood sugar issues that can affect your sleep, that can affect your energy, that can affect your cravings. You might get carb, carb cravings when you're on it. So one of the tips I like to give when it comes to trend that can help with these types of side effects because it's such a potent in, um, nutrient partitioner and it rapidly increases insulin resistance. The, the longer you're on it, the more you use it, it will rapidly increase insulin resistance, which is not a good thing. So the way you can combat that while you're on it is by spreading your carbs out throughout the day. So do not fast while you're on Trembolone, okay? <laughs> do not fast when you're on Trembolone. You want to basically spread your carbs out and you want to make sure, but you're getting clean carbs. I'm talking your brown rice, your sweet potato, your fruits. I don't know why people hate fruits. Fruit is a must when you're using trend because fruit has a lot of electrolytes. It's very watery. It's got a lot of fiber. It's really, really good for your body to be uh, consuming fruit throughout the day while you're on trend. So tropical fruits are, are wonderful on trend. Tropical fruits are, are, I was saying nectar of the God being trend. Well, fruits are the nectars of the God too because they work really good. Raw honey is good to keep around. Raw honey is a great sweetener. So you can you can make some protein pancakes, add some raw honey or raw maple syrup, right? Make sure you're getting raw, the, these things raw, guys. A lot of these sweeteners out there, they're processed, you know, they're put in a jar and they're sold for, for profit. I mean, if you buy a thing of honey for four or five bucks, it's not going to be good quality honey. So make sure you're getting the raw honey, Okay, there better be some bees in, in that honey when, when you buy it. Bees uh, stuck in that honey. You know, I'm, I'm joking on that, but you know what I mean. So um, it's very, very important. So at the end of the day, Mobster, with, with Trend, those are some of the ways to combat those types of side effects. And you don't want to abuse Trend. I'm going to I'm gonna add what Mobster said. Yes. I'm going to say really wait to your fifth or sixth cycle to do yeah. to do Trend. Because for me, that, that was the advice that I got. And... It really worked out good because I really, really hit a true plateau in my strength training. And then once I did go on trend, I was able to blow the roof off of it. So if you if you run trend too soon, you're not gonna hit you're you're not really hitting your you're not hitting your plateau yet. So then when you use it, you still have room to improve. And what's gonna end up happening is you'll lose a lot of strength, you'll get all depressed when you come off of it, and then you'll wanna hop right back on it. So it's really important. To just wait, I would say for at least get some five six cycles on your belt, and um, and then and then you can mess around with trend. But trend, look at the end of the day, it's an amazing an amazing steroid, and we're gonna get into master on in, in a minute. Mobster, yeah, tell us your thoughts. Yeah, I've got a couple of thoughts here, Steve. One is funny enough is actually relates to guys on the forum and, and pros that I've seen as well. Have you ever noticed that the guys that we know on the forums that are high users of trend, and, and I'm not going to name them, but we both know guys right now that are, that, that are big fans of, and they use what I would call high levels of trend. 
Uh, one specifically right now is posting videos of him going out and, and killing it in a restaurant. And I'm just thinking that we've seen similar, very muscular-looking professional bodybuilders, Instagram-type guys, YouTubers, etc., that are making money from bodybuilding, even if they're not stage-competing bodybuilders. And you will see those in videos where they sit down at some restaurant and go for all the chicken and all the beef and whatever else. That was one thing. Going back to what you just said and what I said earlier on also about the cycles. Here's the thing, guys. It's just one of those good pieces of advice. This is an underground podcast, so, so we don't screw around. You get the real deal information. Right. Quite simply, how do you handle anabolics? Do you know how you handle anabolics? There are guys there out there on a very, very mild cycle. It's almost you feel euphorious. They, they feel great. They feel amazing. They feel confident. They feel like ass-kickers. They're giving great speeches as a sales team. They're politicians. They're all that kind of stuff where you need a little bit of an elevated level of testosterone. That can just be from TRT or it can be from a very simple cycle. Now, let's imagine that you've never used an anabolic and the very first thing you use is trend, is trend. GP trend, especially. You go in and it's like being thrown in at the deep end. If you can't handle, for example, Steve, a mild cycle of test sip or or 30 milligrams a day of Debo, then you're going to be screwed on trend. I don't care where you get it from. You're just going to have serious, serious problems. And it will take too long for you to get used to how you feel, for you used to the side effects. You used to, some people get edgy. Like I said, testosterone in and of itself, regardless of where it comes from, regardless of whatever anabolic, can be a very positive for some people hormone. But it is a hormone. And some, some of you guys, it's going to be like jumping into a sports car when you had a mini. It's going to take a while for you to get used to the fact that this thing goes 0 to 16 two seconds. It's going to take you don't you can't handle how it goes around corners. It makes you feel sick. You get out of the car, your legs are all wobbly. It would be the same thing. Trend for some people is exactly like that. So you need to know, in my opinion, I think Steve agrees with me, how you handle anabolics. Are you okay with the side effects? How does it affect your diet? Does it keep you awake at night? I mean, we're going to get into the specific side effects for trend. <laughs> the complaints that you get. For trend, with regards to side effects, regardless of the source, can be very high. And a lot of people end up having to drop the dose, Steve, as you know, or just change the drug out. They're just not ready for it. So put it, put someone in at day one, first cycle ever on trend, I think is a bad idea. You would literally, you, you, there's no way of testing. Otherwise, Steve, how, how do you know how you add a bullets? So I'm, it's the same. You wouldn't drive a sports car the first time. You would drive a car. You'd drive, and you drive your dad's car. You drive something easy. You start off slow and you work your way into it. And that's just to get the feel of it. Specifically, when it comes to hormones, how you feel. For example, if you're sweating all day and you hated it and you lived in a hot environment, well, that's just going to be horrible. It's going to be really, really horrible. And even if you got your eye on a prize for some fantastic competition and there's a hundred thousand dollar first. If you feel god-awful, will you make it all the way to the competition? It's the same principle. And that's why I said the sensible advice is wait. Find out how you are on anabolics. Find out how you are adapting. I mean, some people don't even get used to the idea of getting stronger, Steve. It's just crazy. They, they don't even know how much weight to add to the bar, uh, as you said, with the food. What if it makes you crazy hungry all the time? So now you're, you're hitting the pizzas, you're hitting the donuts, when really what you should be doing, as Steve said, is eating clean but you're not ready for it you haven't got enough clean food in the house it, it fucks you up so you need to know those things and trend 
as golden as it is, and Ginetta especially as golden as it is, you need to know that you're ready to take that step. So keep that in mind, guys. Back to you, Steve. So there's a couple trends that Geneza Pharma is known for. So yep. right off the bat, Oral Trend. Uh, they do have an yes. Oral Trend product. So if you're using Oral Trend, be aware it's not going to be the same as the injectable trend. It's it's going to be completely different. Um, in fact, the Oral Trend, I would just flat out say, is very, very weak compared to the injectable. So if you want to go with the Oral Trend, um, you're not comfortable injecting yet, give it a shot and see how you do in it. I personally, I don't recommend the oral trend. I don't recommend that at all. And not many people use it. So I always recommend sticking with the injectable. So Geneza, they're known for two great options when it comes to injectables. The GP trend acetate, it's 100 milligram per milliliter, 10, mil, 10 milliliter vial. And then yeah. you got the GP trend enanthate, which is 200 milligrams per milliliter. So the differences between the two, and Geneza does a great job at reinforcing this, is that the Trend Ace 100 gives you more flexibility. It's going to be in your system quicker. It's going to be out of your system quicker. It's got a much shorter half-life. All right? <clears throat> so with the Ace, if you want to go with the Ace, you're going to have to inject it either every day or every other day. But again, you get that flexibility, and it's only 100 milligrams per milliliter. So one, mil one milliliter in that needle is going to give you 100 milligrams of trend. Now, the enanthate is 200 milligrams per milliliter. And that one, enanthate, of course, you know, we know testosterone comes in enanthate form. Cremobolin comes in enanthate form. So a lot of steroids that people are used to pinning also come in enanthate form. So in this case, you don't get as much flexibility. You're going to be able to inject the trend enanthate once or twice a week. But the cool thing is it's less injection. So one cc of it, one milliliter in that syringe is going to give you 200 milligrams. So a lot of people like that, Mopster, because they can inject <clears throat> just one cc and get 200 milligrams out of it versus yeah. the ACE where you got to inject more of more cc's. You got to inject twice as much cc's. So if you don't mind injecting, go with the ACE. If you mind injecting, you hate injecting like me, and I think you, Mobster, as well, yeah. then you want yeah, to go with the E. But the first time you want trend, I always recommend going with the ACE because yes. you had that flexibility of stopping it and having it out of your system quicker. So, <clears throat> Mobster, tell us your opinion between long ester trend and short ester trend. What would you recommend to guys and why? I'll tell you what I was thinking, Steve. I mean, this is the difference between, and I agree with what you just said. I would take a short rest of the first time, literally only as as we talked about already. If you can't, can you handle the size? Can't you handle the size? Quicker in, quicker out. Exactly what you said, Steve. But what was I was occurred to me as you were talking was the difference between training uh, and prep for a competition and a competition cycle. We've talked about this in previous podcasts where we say if you're doing a competition cycle. Typically, the longer resters are at the beginning. Let's say it's a 16 or even a 21 weeks because you've got a real big competition or a couple of competitions back to back coming up, Steve. What would you do? Well, you would use the longer acting esters further out when you're in that bulking up, getting adding muscle uh, before the diet begins. And then you start to look at the longer slash medium esters as you get into the middle. 
And this is where you can start to tweak things. And this is where also sometimes if you guys are working with a guru or an advisor or something like that, where they might change things up, where they don't want you on one particular drug all the time. And then as Steve has talked about another podcast, when you're getting into those last, especially the last couple of weeks, Steve, that's when you're going to use a shorter acting estate. Uh, am I holding water? Uh, is my body not responding as well? Do I need to change my diet? Is my cardio on point? All of those things come into competition cycles. Way, way more for a bodybuilder than they would for a weightlifter, although there is some strength benefits, obviously, from using any kind of trend. But I'm thinking, again, see, this is where, again, if, if you're working with a coach, you're working with a guru, something like that, this is where they're going to tweak things. And it's the only time, in my thinking, if you're not a competing athlete, maybe you're a model, something like that, where you need to be in shape for a specific day for a particular event, this is where the short arrest is signed. Because you can take them in, you can take them out, you can bring them out of your system real quick, that kind of stuff. And it's also, again, I, I mention this constantly when we're on the forums, in articles, and in these kind of podcasts. I say, look at the original reason why different esters were created. And it's the obvious reason being specific medical conditions, but also, again, from a, from a doctor's point of view, giving you something, seeing how you respond to it, and having it clear your system quickly. Because if you respond badly, he doesn't want to have to treat you with more drugs and more drugs. And that's just common sense stuff, Steve. So it's, guys, again, dipping your toe in the water for the first time, short Esther. Otherwise, I would use it as a tweak for a competition. Longer acting, less pinning. And that's just purely and simply because I'm not a big fan of pinning. Guys, if you are, fill your boots. So the other thing I will say, Steve, both the enanthate and the acetate, is both of these. Guys, check out Jeanette Sudvers for yourself. Both of these are laboratory tested uh, on, on, on the sites, uh, specifically on one of the distributors. You can check that out for yourself to see what it comes back. And that's yet another reassurance for you that you've got a solid ass product there that is going to be as effective as you want it to be. Back to you, Steve. All right, so we're going to get into how to stack trend, how to run trend, how to stack it with Masteron in a second. But first, we gotta, we got to pay homage to Masteron. And Masteron yes. is an amazing steroid. Um, you know, it's been used for lots of purposes, especially, you know, in, it's been used with females to help with estrogen issues. And the reason for that is because it's a DHT derivative. It's it's a pure DHT derivative, really a, a wonderful cosmetic addition to any cycle. Now, would you run Masseron by itself? The answer is no, it's not going to do anything by itself. Because there's no in, there's no androgenic ability there. It's a very mild anabolic and virtually no androgenic ability. So if you run Masteron by itself, there's nothing that, to give that cycle a kick. So you're basically going to be running it. Uh, you're just basically just going to harden up the muscle a little bit and you're going to yeah. drop the estrogen in your body. That's it. It's not going to do anything else for you. So it's very important with Masteron to always stack it with an androgen, if you really, really want to get the most out of it. And another thing that Masteron does really well, um, it binds to SHBG, which is sex hormone binding globulin. So what that's going to do in your body is that's going to free up <clears throat> your testosterone in the body. So you got unbound and you got bound testosterone. You got total testosterone, you got free testosterone. So what really counts is your free testosterone in your body. So when you're running an anabolic steroid and you stack in Masteron, it's going to make what you run 
a lot better. So in this case, adding master on to trend is going to make the trend perform better. So you'd be able to use a little less trend and get the same results, if that makes sense. So again, Masteron, a potent dihydrotestosterone DHT derivative. And it's as pure as you will find. And that's the way they designed it. They 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 took that hormone and they played around with it, Mobster, and they created yeah. what is known as Masteron. So talk a little bit about that, and then we'll kind of get into the different options from Geneza Pharma when it comes to Masteron. Right, guys, I've said this a bunch of times. So it's one of those pay attention. Again, you need to be lean. There is no point, in my opinion, of using Masteron, especially if you're doing a bulk, strength, something, whatever you like kind of cycle. That's number one. Number two is, if you're going to use Masteron as a hard nut, why be fat? I mean, what's the point of having hard-feeling muscles when you can't see those hard-feeling muscles? So we know, for example, and I've talked about this before, Steve, when it comes to training, if you're literally flexing your muscle at the point of contraction to get the best out of an exercise, an obvious example would be some kind of bicep curl. Let's say dumbbell curls for biceps. Squeezing the arm at the top of the movement, that done multiple times and posing a muscle will give you that sense of hardness to the muscle. So even if you're pushing your finger through a level of fat, you'll feel the muscle underneath is like a rock. And this is where the guys, when your kids flexing the muscle for your dad, you go, oh, you're like little biceps, they feel like little boulders. That's the hardness that you want. Now, you don't want that underneath a layer of fat. So the second part of this, Steve, is funny enough, trend. I think trend, when you're fat, is a really bad idea. And again, we'll get into the side effects specifically. But, but Masteron, when you're fat, it's kind of pointless. It really is. For the reason Steve said chemically, and again, GP or not GP, chemically, being fat when you're using anabolics is just a bad idea, full stop. You can get away with a little bit with certain drugs. But for me, Steve, I want you 10% or under, really, for Masteron, because I want to see the muscles pop. I want to see your abs popping out. I want to see the separation between your biceps and your tries. And Masteron helps you with that kind of stuff. It's not a cutting drug as such, but a hardening drug. So if your diet is on point, if your cardio is on point, and then you bring that in. And there's something else, Steve, going back to the trend again. You're again that can fuck you with your cardio. So, guys, it's both of these drugs. You will benefit from being lean, you will benefit from being in condition, you will struggle less with side effects on trend, and you will see the results of the Masteron doing its magic, hardening those muscles up. So, again, once more, 100%, guys, you need to be lean to get the benefit of both these muscles, but especially Masteron in terms of its hardness. Who is it? Can you imagine it's like uh, 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 Mr. Huff and Puff with a six-pack, rock-hard muscles underneath, but carried, covered in three inches of fat. What would be the point? You'd be the world's greatest bodybuilder, but no one could see it. So, guys, 100%, you need to train that particular way that I've mentioned already, but you need to have at least, I would say, Steve, recommended that fat levels for, for trend would probably be around 12%, because the higher the fat levels are above 12%, the more you're going to struggle with size, and that's just from, from the sweating. Transomnia, obviously, and so on and so forth. These are well-known side effects for trend. And why take Masteron if you're not already lean? It makes zero sense for me. Um, doesn't matter how potent the product is. Be there or thereabout. Don't rely on these drugs to get you lean. There's, there's a little bit of an argument for trend, Steve, with regards to because of the thermogenic effects allowing you to drop a little bit of fat especially the water 
but be in condition already and you'll get so many of the benefits and you'll get less of the side effects. I want to address the side effects very, very quickly, Steve. I mean, I've touched on them already, but when it comes to trend, you're going to either like it or you ain't, guys. And as, as I mentioned already, now, especially if you're overweight, and I've known of strength athletes weighing 150 kilos, 160 kilos, that's 330 to 352 pounds using trend. And they'd had to get up in the middle of the night and change the sheets. And that was just when the churn sweats. When you've got, a, <laughs> you know, you've got side effects when they're called trend sweats. You know you've got side effects when it's called transomnia for keeping you awake at night, Steve. You don't have the D-bowl sweats. You don't have the D-bowl insomnia. You do You do have specific versions of the side effects when it's got a nickname that's associated with the drug. So keep that in mind, guys. The leaner you are, the more in condition you are, the better the side effects or the lesser the side effects will be and the easier that you'll manage them. I don't think there's any real obvious side effects with uh, GP. Uh, Master on Steve, you might know better. Back to you just for that one. So the one issue you're going to have with Master on is the D DHT side effects. And what happens is when DHT rises in the body, DHT fries head hair follicles. So when you get your head hair follicles fried, what happens? Your hair starts falling out. So in some situations, a lot of you are going to run Master on and you're going to notice that when you're shampooing your hair, when you're combing your hair, um, some hair ends up coming out. So that's pretty standard, and that's going to that's gonna happen, especially when you're stacking with trend, because trend is also really bad for the hair just based on how harsh it is. Another issue, the prostate. DHT levels go up, your prostate takes a beating, and you start getting an alert, large prostate. That's why you see all those commercials for guys with enlarged prostates. They're always recommending this, this or that drug. Now, those drugs that they're recommending – are anti-DHT drugs. So what those anti-DHT drugs do in the body is they actually block DHT conversion in the body. So here's the thing, though, with with Trent, with uh, with with uh, Masteron and with Trend, is that those anti-DHT drugs they're not going to help you with either one of these. And the reason for that is it's not the DHT issues that cause hair loss with Trend; it's the androgenic issue. So Obviously, that's not going to help. But even though Masteron has a DHT, you think, yeah, if I take an anti-DHT, it's going to block Masteron's uh, DHT uh, side effects. Well, it's not the case because you remember it's a DHT derivative. It's not causing a rise in DHT from a conversion from testosterone. So running an anti-DHT drug such as finasteride, dudasteride, as some people may suggest – is just going to slam your DHT down and it's not going to do anything to offset the master on side effects. So this is why we run steroids properly. We run them, yeah. we run a cycle. We come on, we come off properly and you should be fine. And master on is not something that you really have to worry about overall when it comes to side effects. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the DHT drugs, anti-DHT drugs out there, they're not going to help. So that's a little tidbit that you're not going to hear um, from anyone else out there, but it's something that the science says and anecdotal evidence says as well. So don't think you're going to be able to outsmart your body in, the, in this particular situation. So mobster, get into that a little bit and then get into the master on options uh, from Geneza. Yeah. So there's two things here, Steve. One is that when you're looking at prostate drugs, pharmaceutically speaking, or in a clinical situation, 
they're not looking at the, the levels of testosterone from Tren or Masteron that are going to be in your system. So as we talked about before, it's the difference between naturally occurring issues and superphysiological issues. And superphysiological is literally you taking a drug to a level where your body is above and beyond what it would normally have. So uh, an over-the-counter doctor-prescribed drug, I, I, I would question that straight away, Steve. And of course, it's your bloody choice. You took the damn drug. So that's number one. Number two, uh, Phoenix Roy, that Steve mentions, before, the side effects from that drug in itself to do with the other drugs that you're already taking, it's just one side effect to go with the trend on top of the trend. I mean, I, honestly, every time you see this come up, I always try to think to myself, avoid it as much as you possibly can. And finally, I mean, I, and I say this all the damn time, Steve, if you're aware of what the side effects are and you're doing your best to mitigate them, like being lean, like I talked about earlier, like being in condition, like having an awareness of the, the, the hunger and or issues that you might have on trend when it comes to food. Don't come on the forum screaming, this has happened and that's happened. No, we've told you, we've advised you, we've done these podcasts, we've given out the information. There's a million articles you can check out that we've got on our forums telling you about all these particular things. So the hair thing is funny. And I'll tell you what it is, Steve, right? Guys, you lose hair all the time. And I mean every single damn day. If you shower every day, if you live in a hot environment, or you just like to shower every day, and you was to literally somehow find the ability to count hair loss every single day, trust me, it's not just your girlfriend's hair down the plug, or some of it's yours. You lose, I think, Steve, on average, 100, 150 hairs per day. I mean, there's like 100,000, say, on your head, on your scalp, 100, 150 every single day. The number will increase when you're on. So, yeah. If you're again, if you was that kind of person and you got down on your hands and knees and counted them, you might be looking at 200, 250. The, the, the real issue, to be honest with you, Steve, I think is male pattern baldness. And let's be honest, it's not really male, it's male and female. It's just that women don't like to think that they have a particular issue. They do. If the baldness exists in your family, whether it's mother, father, uncle, sister, whatever, if any of them's got issues with thinning hair, Called male pattern baldness because it's more obvious when you see with the crown, the the, the bit missing, the, the back of the hair, the head's got no hair on it, guys with ponytails covering that bald patch and so on. If that exists in your family and you go out and use drugs like Trend, Mastron, the chances are it's going to happen to you um, so much higher than if male pattern baldness doesn't exist in your family. So I, I always say, Steve, just shave that bitch. Get cut it. Why do you think so many professional bodybuilders, and it isn't just because it's a look, but why do you think so many professional bodybuilders, at 90s, 2000s, Steve, we started to see so many of them with completely shaven heads. Ronnie Carmen, Sean Ray, a bunch of guys. Now, some of them still have it that way. Ronnie that's retired, he's got hair. But for the most guys, Chris Cormier, a bunch of guys that either had their hair real short or shaved it off completely, literally with a razor. So that you don't, I mean, it's just one less thing to worry about. It, it, the physiques was amazing. You didn't say that it was a ball guy with muscles. You just said it was a guy with muscles. So guys, I understand how for some of you it's real, real important. But honestly, just save that bitch or use other drugs from the GP range. There are other choices out there. We're talking about Masteron and Trenbolone today. But there are other choices. If it's an issue, do other things. That's as, it's as simple as that. Right, Steve, when it comes to Masteron, we have two cho cho choices here. One is prop or propionate, 
and the other one's an amphate. And it's exactly the same as what we talked about earlier on, Steve, the difference between a shorter actin versus a longer actin. And again, I mean, for example, the GP Mastron propionate is 100 milligrams per mil, 10 mil, and the enamphate is 200 milligrams a mil in a 10 mil vial. So one, Jeanette likes to give you the choice so you can make the decision as to what you want. Two, it's like I said already, the difference between longer acting, less pinning, and shorter acting, more frequent pinning. And again, for the reasons I talked about earlier on, especially when it comes to Mastron, right? Now, Steve, we've touched on this a little bit already. Whether you are a competing bodybuilder or you're someone whose physique matters, and again, we have had this from time to time, Steve, when we've had male models come onto the forum and they're looking to do a big photo shoot and it's required them to have a more athletic look. That's where something like having the option for a short or, or longer actual Mastron from GP comes into play. So if we got a lot of time, we say use a longer actin. If you've got a, less time, but they're already in kind of good shape, then the short actin. And it might just be Steve having their abs pop or a little vein on their arm or capped delts that look good when, for example, advertising some sort of a brief or they need to look good in a tight T-shirt or they just need to have that trim little waist when they're advertising some sort of dress shirt and so on. So we have had guys like that. They can sometimes get paid thousands of dollars for a couple of days' work but they need to look good. They need to look athletic. Maybe they're on the beach with a female model. That's when these products will shine. Both products, but especially Mastron in that particular case. You don't need to have massive muscles. You don't need to be some kind of a, a bodybuilding monster. You just need to look good. And you're in the sun. It's going to be, uh, Steve, I've said this before, right? When it comes to that kind of stuff, you're going to be on a 40-foot billboard. You're going to be on a massive, massive roadside poster. You might be in the front page of some sort of, advertising page of a magazine that goes out all, all across the country. If you're real, real lucky, you might even just be advertising some product down the mall, but thousands of people are going to see you during the day. It helps. So something like Mastron is going to make you look good. And again, choices, guys, the difference between plenty of time and not enough time. And this happens sometimes. If, you're, if, I, if I was a male model, we've seen this on the forum, Steve, where they've literally said, oh, you've got four weeks to be doing something at the end of the month. Can you get into shape? Are you in shape? And of course they say yes, they want the business, but we've only got four weeks to work with them. Then it's a shorter acting version, probably the thing. The, the only other issue, Steve, and I think this is very much the case with any any uh, prop version of any drugs, that the, the post-injection pain tends to be a little bit higher with prop because it just seems to be that much more painful going in. Explain to the listeners why that is. Well, and, and I think it has a lot to do with the oil with the concentration and different, different factors. I'm in no way an expert on, on how to uh, make steroids at all, but there is obviously an oil that is, you know, put in here <laughs> to the, uh, to the compound. So when you inject anabolic steroids, you're injecting essentially that oil. So, you know, there's, there's different types of oils that are used, but here's the thing. Geneza is very, very smooth. They've done a yes. really good job at yes. making sure that their products are, pro user because you have to remember mobster and you touched on this earlier from a medical standpoint masteron was always in propanate form and the reason for that is obviously because they want it in the system quick and they want it out the system quick yeah they want it to be flexible for the user so now anthate came around when underground labs started tinkering with it and they produced anthate yeah. so that's one of the ways that geneza has helped 
with, you know, bodybuilders. Um, and, and as bodybuilders, you know, it, it's okay for something to have pit if you're injecting 25 milligrams every other day or 25 milligrams twice a week. So from a medical standpoint, who cares, you know, if it's got a little pit, but in a yeah. bodybuilding sense, we're injecting two, three, four cc's a week. Weeks. It's going to hurt, Weeks. you know, injecting yeah. a large volume. So really, really, you know, good. GP does a great job in all their injectables. I, I'm a very, I'm a guy who's very sensitive to PIP post-injection pain. Some guys aren't going to be. So it just depends. I'm a sensitive guy. And I know with the GP products, they are really, really good when it comes to that. So let's talk about stacking now. A uh, very, very important topic because stacking steroids, you know, doing it wrong can ruin your cycle. All right. If you stack steroids incorrectly, it can ruin your cycle. It can cause side effects. You're not going to get the best results if you don't stack correctly. So trend, you know, very, very simple with trend. Uh, usually guys are are going to be using between 200 to 400 milligrams a week. Now, if you are a heavy duty guy, we got a couple guys on the forum officer mentioned them. Yeah. These guys are absolute bulls. And for <laughs> them, they'll run 500, 750, 1,000 or more of trend. But yeah. most of you out there, the average dose is somewhere between 300 and 350 and 200 to 400 overall. So I personally like 250 myself. It's a really, really good dose per week. And I can I can keep my sides to a minimum. So that's my my opinion on trend, uh dosing with along with master. So Mob, so yeah. Yeah, very quickly. I mean, I've, I've touched on it earlier and, and I'm mentioning those guys that we just talked about. This is one of those things, guys, when it comes down to individual response, right? So in those, those examples, both of these fellas have, have been blessed. It has to be said, Steve, no denying it. I, I, even if I wouldn't invite them over for a cup of tea, as we might say here in the UK, there's zero denying that they have a genetic advantage, 100%, right? Both physically and specifically when it comes to how they handle trend. Uh, so that's number one. Number two is, and again, it comes down to dose dependency, right? So there's some arguments, Steve, and it applies to all steroids, but especially, I think, Trent, in regards to the psychological response. So you, like I said earlier on, you can like how you feel on some drugs. Uh, you can like how, for example, if a drug makes you edgy, you might like feeling edgy. You might like saying, I can feel this drug working. And so one of the arguments, and, and I'm actually thinking of one particular person, is quite correct although he might put it in a very sort of crude and basic way, he knows who he is, 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 is literally says that some, just as the conversation was, some people can handle it, some people can't. And that is just true. It, it helps, again, in both the examples of the two fellas I'm thinking of, they're both lean. So remember what I said earlier on, guys, about being lean versus having that covering of fat, whether it comes to Mastron, then it does magic, or Trent. Trend works better if you're lean. You can handle it better if you're lean. And both these two guys are lean. There's no denying it again. So, guys, you can see these people, the same as you would if you were looking at a bodybuilder magazine or watching an online video, uh, a live live stream of a finger. These guys will handle the drugs better because they're leaner. And both the two individuals are leaner. They have a genetic advantage. They have enhanced that genetic advantage through training, through nutrition, rest of recovery. They've done the same again when it comes to PED use and specifically when it comes to them enjoying how they feel and how they respond to the trend. 
There's also an argument, Steve, I think, but it should be a slow one to get to, guys. And that's just down to dosage. What works, uh, we've talked about this multiple times, Steve. I don't think you can just go, right, if I'm taking 500 milligrams of this drug, a 1,000 milligrams will double the results. That's not how stuff works. But what is true is that what works at the beginning, let's say 100 milligrams of a drug, you won't get the same results again. There's multiple reasons for that. It doesn't matter whether it's gin, GP trend, or GP Masteron. Guys, this is just the case. It's underground. It's hardcore. We tell you the truth. So what if 100 milligrams of the drug was in your first cycle, to get anywhere close to the results, which is unlikely, you would have to use more of that drug the second time. In reality, most of us do incredibly well in our first cycles, and every cycle afterwards is almost playing catch-up in that particular case. And there is, again, especially if you're competing bodybuilder or a competing athlete, and it depends how you're using the drugs, of course, for strength or for muscle, you, you will have competition. You will have people that you want to beat, and it might require you to do a little bit more than you did last time. Those are just the facts. There's no argument. But again, Steve and I, neither one of us are huge fans by any stretch of the imagination of super crazy high dosages. So we know guys out there, sometimes I think it's a combination of BS and bluster, Steve, where they're just making stuff up because it sounds cool and a certain amount of reality. So as Steve said, again, I would go, always go, especially with Trent, I would err towards the two to 400. If you, some guys, there's, a, there's an analogy that works for all PEDs, and it says if you can't grow on a gram of test a week, then what's the point? You should try to take up another hobby. Yeah, I would I would argue that if you've never used trend before and you can't grow or see a good response on trend between two and 400, then you, you should choose another drug or change your hobby to something else. Now, if you are at that level, if you are genetically advantaged, if you are competing, you might need to run more. What percentage are we looking at here, guys? Two, three, four percent at the most. Typically, it's probably closer to one percent, Steve. If there's a hundred guys, one will compete. And that might be the person, if they're genetically blessed, that could look at 500, 600, or more milligrams a week. For that kind of level, again, guys, I would always recommend shorter times on shorter cycles. So, what well, I think there was a phrase back in the day short, high intensity cycle, Steve, S H I C. That has some scientific sort of uh, logic to it in that you can run a high dosage but not for a long length of time and again the higher the dosage the more likely there are going to be issues with side effects so sweet spots guys two to four hundred like steve said when it comes to uh trend what about master on steve so master on you know the average dose is 500 i'd say four to six hundred would be the range again if you're a lot of guys who are competing but at a very high level to run a higher dose now with master on You'll notice even on 500 milligrams, after a few, a couple weeks on it, maybe two, three weeks, you'll start noticing your muscles will start to harden. You'll start yep. polishing up the muscles. You start noticing those cuts. When I was on Masteron, the last time I ran Masteron, I ran 500 milligrams in my cycle. I went and got a massage. And the massage lady yes. told me, she's like, yeah. she's like, I've never massaged someone with such hard muscles. So, that's what Masteron does. It hardens up your muscles. That's why you see bodybuilders on stage. They have those really hard muscles. You just want to go up there and you want to, you know, you want to poke them. You know, you want to touch them. You want to caress them. Yeah. Right, right, mobster? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to pull you your next thing. It was me. Did the lady have a moustache and a beard? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, 
You like Deshaun Watson. You like Deshaun Watson. You like getting massages done. I don't know if you guys, you know who this is. Here's a quick one for you, Steve. It's just one of those silly things that, guys, all of you that lift weights, especially you bodybuilders or training for muscle, must have experienced this at one time or another, right? And it's it's a crazy thing. Some women will say they don't like muscles. And what they really mean is they don't like ugly muscles, right? But nine times out of ten, they'll say that, and then they'll have a feel. Oh, I don't like your muscles. Let's have a feel of your muscles. Oh, it's weird. It's straight. And they're groping you. They're groping you, Steve. And the classic example would be they feel sometimes uh, because you train and you're looking after yourself, they're a little bit physically intimidated. But if they get to know you, and both Steve and I have dated quite a lot in the past, especially, where you get this situation, if, if you can talk to them and you start dating, they're, they're always got their, their hand on your arm, Steve. So there's a weird situation in regards to, it's kind of like almost like a circus ring, ring where you go, oh, look at that. And then you are looking at it, you're staring at it. So it's it, it's a strange thing where guys, honestly, some guys are the same, and I don't just mean the gay guys, I mean straight guys as well. They're like, look at that guy, look how freaky, look at his muscles are popping. Man, I bet it's like a fucking rock. And they'll even make jokes about stuff, you know, you guys said that, Rock hard pounding away on the misses, etc. etc. It's it's really strange. It's just sometimes it's just because that's how they can deal with the fact that you look crazy with your abs and your serratus and your popping pecs and, and all the details and stuff that you've brought to the table because that's what the training and has, has done. That's what the GP trainer's done, that's what the GP master has done. It's made you look kind of crazy looking, and that's how they deal with it. But they'll come up to you, they'll bump you, they'll feel you even bump into you, Steve. It's so weird. And realize that your shoulders rock hard. Well, women, like I said, they say, Oh, you got freaky looking, freaky looking, and then ask if they can squeeze their leg or an arm or a shoulder. Uh, even as you say, the kind of things where you're, you're fucking around in the gym, especially if you're that kind of guy and you don't mind this kind of stuff, or you'll pop a peck. I mean, you make one muscle and the other one go, and someone will have a little poke. It's just weird, but it's human behavior. And that's sometimes how people respond. And that is, it's just such a weird, crazy situation. I, my, my, I, I'm the other way around, Steve, because obviously I'm not, not uh, looking to get a six-pack. Not now. I have it in the past, and maybe it will again in the future. My problem when I've been massaged, I can think of one very quick situation for you. So I went to see an osteopath, and the person that was meant to be treating me wasn't there. We'd had these floods in Gloucester where I was living at the time. So I turn up, and it's the person who owns the surgery, the osteopathic surgery. And he's only a little guy, and I think I weigh 290 at the time so one of the things he had to do was kind of turn around behind me link his arms into mine and then he had to bend over it was the only way he could lift me off the floor weighing what he weighed I think he was like 150 pounds or something and then jump up and down bump up and down on his toes to let my hip drop to get my back to stretch and pop out so Bob puts me back down and both of us are sweating so Steve it's just kind of funny weird situations you find yourself in but again guys this is what we chose this is the path we chose I chose to be the size of a frigging house and as strong as a bull. Steve Stuck chose to have those hard muscles. If if you think that these kind of situations are crazy, then maybe again you need to have another hobby. Otherwise, enjoy muscle popping. Enjoy the fact that people are looking at your freakiness. Enjoy the fact that your muscles feel like boulders. Your kids, especially if you've got kids, will be, Daddy's muscles are really hard. My brother's muscles are really hard. Whatever. It's just that kind of situation. So... Uh, Kids will tell you straight away, his muscles like a rock daddy, that kind of stuff. So it, it's fun. But that's why you train, Steve. That's why we got into condition. That's why we push those weights. This is a shit we like. So it's, it's, it's kind of, if you wasn't expecting it, that's what you got to expect, guys. But trust me, it's actually kind of cool. 
it's kind of you know, it's almost paying, paying you a compliment, Steve, because you you put the hard working, you did the cardio, you did the the diet, you did the training, you took the train, you took the GP master on, you got hard, and your masseuse goes, what the fuck? So yeah, I mean that's cool. I want that kind of feedback. I want that kind of Jesus Christ, your muscles are hard. You look like a fucking monster from outer space. I want that shit. Otherwise, what's the point? And I mean, take it any way you like, guys. Call it ego. Call it whatever. I'll call it a result of what you're doing. If you're a model, like I said earlier on, it's it's going to get you business. It's going to get you more uh, gigs. If you're a competing bodybuilder, it's going to win you more competitions. That's what we do this shit for. So enjoy it. So let me let me tell you guys some tips. You know, and I'll let Mobster give some tips and take us in a disclaimer. So a couple of really important tips here that are really going to help you out. Mixing your oils in the same syringe. If you're going to use the Master on Ace, you might want to go with the Master on Pro. You don't have to, but a lot of guys like to do that, keep it simple. Now you can mix, what, what the, the, you know, whatever you decide to do, you can mix them in the same syringe. That's going to cut down on the amount of injections you do. So instead of doing one cc of the trend, and then the next day doing one cc of the mask, just put one cc of each into the same syringe and then inject two yeah. cc's at a time. That's going to cut down on your injections. It's going to save you on needles. It's going to, you know, it's going to be a lot less uh, of a hassle, you know? So that's a really, really good tip. Now, my other tip, and Mobster, Mobster Pit touched on it earlier, but I want to push it forward. One of the things I like to do before I'm about to go on any cycle, much less a trend cycle, because on trend, your lipids are going to go to hell. Your cholesterol is going to go to hell. Your... Yeah. Endurance is going to go to hell. It's it's very inflammatory in the body. It's going to destroy a lot of things. It's going to be hard on your liver. It's going to be hard on your kidneys. It's going to be hard on your heart. It's going to be hard on your skin. It's going to be hard on everything, your hairline. So what I like to do beforehand is do a nice long fast uh, before I'm about to jump on a cycle. And that allows my body to kind of repair itself. There's a lot of cell regeneration in the body. And I'll do, you know, a three-day fast, a five-day fast, a 10-day fast, even, you know, I've done as, as long as a 19-day fast. And what that, what that will do is that will cause your cholesterol levels to balance out. It's going to be great for your heart health, going to be great for your kidneys and liver to cleanse out. So a lot of your health parameters will really improve when you do that nice long fast. And then after I know on my fast, I generally reintroduce good quality foods. And then I do, I increase my cardio. And the reason I increase my cardio is before I want to, I'm going to go on trend because trend is going to destroy your cardio. So it makes yes. sense to do a lot of cardio to really get your heart health improved. This way, when you do your on the trend, you're going from being in great cardio health to good or average cardio health. Instead of going into cycle with average cardio health, and then you're on trend and your heart health, your cardio goes to hell. So does that make sense? So do it that way. Don't go into cycle out of shape. Don't go into yes. cycle with too much body fat. The master on is going to harden you up. We just told you it's going to harden you up. Amazingly. It's going to polish you up. But if you've got fat on your body, you're not going to see that polished muscle. So what the hell is the point? It's like polishing up a piece of jewelry and then tossing a bunch of dirt on it afterwards. That's that's what's the point. You just work your ass off to polish that piece of jewelry, and then now you're going to ruin it. doesn't make any sense. So you want to go into cycle in top shape across the board. So this is really good tips I'm giving you to do, and, and that's going to help. This way, when you're on cycle, you can better take advantage of the cycle, and you can really, really – the side effects won't, won't hammer you. So, Mobster, 
tell us your final tips before people run this cycle and then take us into the disclaimer. I 100% agree with you, Steve. And I touched on it earlier on. Be in shape, as Steve said, whether that's being lean, which I agree with 100%, but especially be in shape when it comes to your cardio and your condition. Because the reality of training really, really hard, and again, I'll, I'll just use our competition cycle against Steve. The reality of training crazy hard for a competition is not a pleasant experience. It shouldn't be a pleasant experience. You're not meant to be happy, happy, smiley, smiley, I feel fucking amazing. Because trust me, if you do, you're not training hard enough. You're not in, you're not getting into physically looking good shape and ask any top pro bodybuilder especially when on stage a day of competition with sometimes when they can feel their absolute worst so that's number one you and 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 then again and whether it's a, a question of as steve said the, the effects on your cholesterol effects on, the, on your good lipids and your bad lipids be in shape will help you mitigate the side effects and help you manage it and again especially if it's a shorter cycle steve maintain some kind of level of condition that will enable you to manage those side effects overall. I mean, quite simply, guys, if you go into it with so-so shape, you'll be huffing and puffing through those training sessions. Your recovery is going to be all over the place. And this is why you're gaining weight, muscle, you're the size of a house, et cetera, et cetera. And, and as I touched on earlier on, Steve, I know guys that were 150, 160 kilos with the night sweats, with the transomnia, and all the rest of that stuff. Trust me, when you're 150, 160 kilos as a strong man and you're using training, strength goes up. But you do tend to carry a lot more body fat, especially when I'm thinking of it's a little bit netter now. Most of them are leaner, but it's still not six pack or sorats. It's still not shredded. So, you know, and, and they struggle. They struggle on trend. One quick thought, Steve, and this is more to do with the uh, shorter rester versus the longer rester. So, for example, as we said already, um, trend acetate would be something, a lower dose for 100 grams per mil uh, of the uh, GP products versus the NMFA at 200. It's the one time, and this is more of a tip for all kinds of drugs, but especially in this particular example, it's the one time that I might say to give site injecting a try. And here's what I'm thinking, Steve. Normally, a longer-acting ester, I don't see the point. Just rotate your site so you don't build up scar tissue. But the shorter-acting drugs, and especially if you are not just training restaurant, but you've got other drugs in the mix, if you're going to be, and again, it's this competition, it's a look that we're aiming for. It's the one time that I might talk about something like site injecting, purely and simply because you might end up, and it completely depends on the cycle, guys, where you're having to hit the, 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 the delts twice a week. You might have to pin the pecs twice a week. You might be pinning your glutes twice a week. You might be pinning your quads twice a week. And it completely depends. It's the one time I would say, think about, hitting one particular muscle. And again, Steve said already, so it's to save actually jabbing multiple times in the case of a couple of things here that Steve's already mentioned, the acetate with the prop, both of those in the same needle, watch your volumes for the site injections. But what I'm thinking here, Steve, is that some of the product will still be in the muscle, still dissipating out into your bloodstream, still hitting the whole of the system when you are injecting again. And, and and this, again, is because you're competing as a bodybuilder. So it'd be the one time that I might say, for argument's sake, Steve, you, if you're, if you're t- you might want to pin your calves more. Uh, uh, and again, if it's a high PIP drug, that might make injecting into the calves even worse than normal. But at the same time, it's going to stay in their muscle longer. It's going to take that longer to dissipate. And it, it, it's, it's that kind of situation. Longer acting esters, out of competition, 
easier to inject, less frequent jabbing through the week makes a load of sense to me. You still need to rotate such, you still need to follow these rules, but the shorter acting might require a, a level of frequency where you might be hitting a muscle more than once. And instead of specifically, for example, with a quad, I would just go into the side of quad above, above the, the bicep and uh, quad line. Now I'm thinking, hang on, maybe I need to do that teardrop over my knee. Maybe that's a good place. And I would redo my research, find out if it is, and maybe that's where I would pin in my, my quads if I had to do it twice a week. So one time I would think about it in that situation, Steve. And at some times without, again, guys, it's literally just down to a volume of oil uh, or a volume of products. So it's that kind of situation. It's not how many milligrams per mil, it's how many mils in that particular case. It's how much volume you're putting into the muscle. Uh, again, it's one of those times I would otherwise forget about it. Honestly, it's just not worth the effort, in my opinion. There's a very, very, very small amount of science that supports the idea that the place that you inject into the muscle, the receptors there somehow have a better uptake. I think that's bullshit, Steve, because the most common place for people injecting is into their ass, specifically the upper right quadrant of the glute. And if, if injecting into your muscle small amounts infrequently was a big deal, we'd all have massive asses from where we jab ourselves. And I said my favourite particular one is the quads. I know they have much, much bigger quads than any other muscle in my body, disproportionately so. However, if you're competing, if you're using shorter actinesters, if you're comp and, and, and it's, it requires you to pin a lot, it's the one time that the volume of oil might make enough of a difference to be worthwhile. It's probably the only time I can think of. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Give Genetza a spin. They are a great brand. Very well responded to by members. Very well respected with, as far as we know, Steve, and again, Check this research for yourself, guys. Don't just mobster and Steve's word for it. Go on the forums and check out what we're talking about. You will say people, you hear people say smooth a lot. Not just uh, it was potent, not just that they responded well, but the injection was painless. And I'm not just saying that because I'm saying it because that's what the members have said. Go and check out the reviews for yourself. Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions on these shows are hours and hours alone. Is our view and is based on our experience and views on the topic. The podcast are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.